Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the 505 Podcast. Today we welcome Skylar Wagner. He is a commercial photographer and lifestyle photographer from Indianapolis, Indiana. He moved to LA in January of 2021 and was living in his car for the first four months of living in LA. Skylar is an unbelievably talented creative with a story of ambition and perseverance. We are so excited to have him on the show. Everyone, please welcome Skylar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the show, boy. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. We got to start you off strong. Welcome into the show, Costas. Okay. Well, before we start, we have this thing that we do. It's called okay. a one-handed crack. Okay. So, Brayden, every Brayden's single day. He's the godfather day, of it, I think. He drinks a white monster and he puts it on his story. Ooh, and okay. he opens it with one hand. One-handed crack. No surface. You can't use the table mm-hmm. for help. So and he's going to give you a score out of 10. Yeah. So, you just, just got to pick it up and rip it right um, off the bat. Doesn't matter what finger. Well, so you're kind of starting it off. So you got to go just naked hand on the table, no touch, and then bam, and then just work. try not to dent it. If you can. it has yep. to be off the table. Got to be yeah, off yeah. the table. One hand. Okay. Right. Are ready? We ready? Hit yeah. it. Wow. wow. Oh, you fucked a little dent on the side. You had such a good start. Wow, that's such that's a good pretty crack. nice. Oh. That was really impressive. We're gonna lob out a six two because dents just really take you down a couple. <laughs> Dang. Points. That was okay. an incredible crack. But it was the one. It was. It it's had crazy. a lot of potential. Yeah. And I feel like next time you're on. You'll be in the eights. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The eights is where we want to be. The eights oh, yeah. is where we okay. want to be. No one's ever be, gotten a ten. No one's ever got tens don't exist. Okay. No, so, that's great. So, I appreciate the way you judge that. <laughs> I didn't know that dents were a um We should I should have. He doesn't we, like to tell people ahead of time because he wants okay. to, his high score to remain at the top, I think. <laughs> it's an insecurity thing. <laughs> you know, teach their own, but I will say good taste on the uh the poppy here. There it yeah, is. Absolutely. Dude, well, we're pumped to have you. We've you. we've heard a lot about you. Costas has filled us in a ton these past mm-hmm. few weeks. Yeah, so I met Skylar had to have been a few years ago at this point, right? No, it was a year and a year and like, yeah, it was like middle of the pandemic. Months. So we went out to uh, Alabama Hills, like over Fourth of July weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we were both there, and we were chopping it up. And I was just like, man, like you have such a crazy story. I'm so mm-hmm. proud of you because I've seen your progression. It's been like <laughs> so you. beautiful to see. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to have you on and to touch on your story because. For those of you guys who don't know who Skylar is, obviously he's a super talented photographer. Appreciate but it. he moved out to LA and was living out of his car for four months, which is just like <laughs> absolutely insane. Yeah. One of the craziest stories I've ever heard. And I just kind of want to start off. I want to hear your entire story from start to finish. But if you could start us off and like take us back to what your situation was like in Indiana when you were okay. living there, like what kind of work you were doing mm-hmm. and then like work us through like what eventually led you to come out to LA. Okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the kind words. Every time I hear the fact that I did do what I'm about to explain, I'm like, why did I do that? But anyway, <laughs> there's obvious answers now, but um, life in Indiana, it's a small, it's a small city, small towns all around it. I grew up in a small town outside. It was technically Indianapolis, but it felt like a, it was like 20 mm-hmm. minutes from the farm, 20 from the city. There's not really a whole lot going on in terms of work. Like obviously LA is the, the holy grail, the place for people like us. Um, but there it's like shooting some events, shooting some like sports things or like really it was because of my Instagram account that I was only getting work outside of Indianapolis. So it would be a lot of like, uh, outdoor brands. Cause that's the way that I was like doing my photography back then was outdoor based. Mm. And I wanted to get into the commercial space because obviously I want to start making money with it and just looking more professional in terms of like what everybody else was doing on Instagram back then. That's what I thought I needed to be doing. 
<clears throat> what caused you to pick up a camera in Indiana in the first place? So a little, a little backstory. I've been doing photography for 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm 24. Mm -hmm. So I oh, picked wow. it up super early. Um, going to like the bus stops in the morning and like taking photos of like sunrises or like I grew up in a skate, like all my friends skated. So I mm -hmm. grew up in skate culture. There's always somebody in a skate group that needs to be the filmer or the, like the photographer, mm -hmm. like totally. someone documenting everything. So <laughs> I, I kind of quickly became the person in the group who did that. But my friends and I, we just didn't only go skate. We'd go to like, we'd go adventure, like waterfalls, like all these Indiana state parks, like basically anything we could do to get away from home or mm -hmm. like our town, like to go and just see it. Cause we had such a travel, like an early travel bug because of Instagram and like what everybody else was doing. It was like, we don't have money to go to Bali. We don't have money right. to go even to Kentucky, <laughs> but <Right. laughs> we'll drive 30 minutes to this like cornfield and do a cool like photo shoot or like skate on this road just cause we wanted to. So basically everything that we were doing in our lifestyle is what caused me to pick up a camera and, and pursue it more. You mm -hmm. know, I fell in love with creating what my friends and I were doing and just showing people you can do fun things in a small town. What was that first camera? The first camera I ever, like we talking like, like that you were using mm, to rip the photos like that's not, not that's not like a phone like, yeah that's yeah. not oh, that's phone. not a phone okay okay good um it was definitely a nikon cool pics sure like i don't even want to just call like it. one of those little point and shoot kind of deals it was a little bit better than that i will okay. say it had like a handle on it and like a, a built-in lens it had like the infinite zoom you know how those oh, nikons are like every okay, ant okay. has one uh -huh. you know what i mean like mm -hmm. every ant has these and it's like the rocker the zoom rocker you know uh, what i mean i had that uh -huh. Are you and still shooting Nikon? No. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay. We can say that. We're going to have to end the show early. And I was like, dude, God, I really liked you off dude, the back. <laughs> dude, I would, uh, I would not like me either. But anyway... <laughs> No, I'm not still, I'm not shooting Nikon. I got rid of that so quickly as it just, it happened so quick. When you're like first picking it up, mm -hmm. you're, you're in a small town. Yeah. What is giving you like this hope of, I can actually be a creative cause I'm going to assume, and you tell me if I'm right here, sure. I'm going to assume that a lot of people may have been like, yo, go back and get a job at the farm mm -hmm. or go get a job in whatever, whatever your town was, or, exactly. Whatever yeah. industry your town was there for specifically, mm -hmm. I'm assuming a lot of people were harping on you like, yo, you're not going to make any money with this camera and sure. it's not going to be possible for a kid like you mm -hmm. to go to a place like this yeah. and make it out here. So what does those conversations look like? Were people supportive of you? So I fell in love with photography when I was 14. So, you know, I don't even know what year this is, probably 2012 or something like that. And in 2014, I saw a little bit of, of success in the photography space. Mm. Um, and I'll hit on that in a second. But I think just kind of within those like two to three years that that was a span where people were like, it's not happening. But after I hit this little bump of success, everybody was all of a sudden on my side mm. that I knew and was involved with me. You know what I mean? But that, um, that like part of success that I'm talking about was back in 2014 when Instagram was just Instagram, like Facebook or Meta or whatever, didn't even have anything to do with it. They used to highlight creators. Mm. Like they used to highlight people who were using the app for what they wanted it to be used for. So in 2014, I was a suggested user on Instagram, which I, I'm so young, bro. At this point, I'm like 14, I think, 15, something, 16 maybe. And um, no, 16, definitely. And I was a suggested user. And like overnight, I was at, I remember it happened so vividly. I was at youth camp, like just doing my God thing. And it was so wild, dude. I like met this other photographer there and then me and him started chatting. And then like at the beginning of conferences a weekend, I had like, I don't know, like maybe 3,000 people following my photography. And by the end of it, I had 52K. Oh, crazy. No way. Yeah. 
So, in a weekend, yeah, like I literally had to turn my phone like four, bro. Like I had to turn my phone off. It was just like it was insane because they put you on like the explorer type or the suggested. What did that? What did that feel like? Did you have an anxiety about? Oh my god, I gotta go make this the craziest picture I've ever taken, (laughs) or were you more on the side of like, dude, let's fucking go? I deserve this shit. I was to a point where I was just like. I, it was proof for me it was proof that i just like i'm doing the right mm-hmm. thing you know what i mean i'm being like noticed by the app that i love and what has inspired me to do what i'm doing it's mm-hmm. given back it went like full circle okay so i mean i didn't change anything i just kept documenting my life and what my friends and i were doing like i think like later that day i like photoshopped like like during it happened like i was in youth and uh this like conference and i photoshopped on my phone this like little instagram you remember when you see a notification on Instagram and it popped up orange? Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. It said like whatever, like yeah. it does that now, but it's red or whatever. Well, it was orange and I like, I screenshotted it and cut it out. And then I, I went outside, you know, the, you know, Instagram, like the old jumps that people used to do like, oh man, if you, I don't know if it was so long ago, but there used to be this thing called like hip. I don't even know what they used to call it, but basically on Instagram at one point in time, people were just jumping over things all the time okay oh, and it would take that. photos of it mm. yeah and it yeah, was yeah. like it'd be like a cool silhouette or something and it's, it was like such an interesting thing back in the day well i used it was like a posi jump or something like that is what okay. called. so i i went outside of conference i had somebody take a photo of me doing a jump <laughs> and like we put the 10k thing underneath it dude so uh, i was like beast. it was like so it's like i didn't no fear of like professionalism i didn't care because i was just like creating the shit that i wanted to create and do and Back then, I had no form of like, st- there was no status quo. It was, Instagram was still like kind of new. And like to be a, like, I'm not saying one of the first people, but some early Instagram being highlighted like that was like weird. Mm. Like it's weird now. Yeah. Back then, it was like, I'm doing this shit. Fuck yeah. photography. Yeah. I'm running with it. Um, and then to so fast forward, and then uh, I was in time for my photography the next oh, year. That's crazy. So 2015 and 2016, I was in time two years in a row what were they highlighting so time did an article it was time Lightbox, which is like their digital mm-hmm. magazines basically and they were highlighting creators one from every state in the oh, u.s that's cool and for indiana i got chose twice the only person to be used again the next year so um the the time article was instagram's top 50 photographers to follow one from each state you scroll down to Indiana and there's like a little picture that I took of my friends like on this railroad track, like just summer vibes or whatever. So 2015, that was like a huge moment. Like I'm a junior in high school. Like at this point, like my teachers are just like, oh my God, like what's going to happen with this kid? Uh, the news came and interviewed me at school. Like I was on local news, like wow. friends sending me like Snapchats and me like on the news, like, oh my God, he's a yeah, celebrity, yeah. Oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And like, like before that, I don't really know if something like that has happened in my small town. You know what I mean? Mm, sure. Now we've had people graduate who go to the NFL and you know, it's right. kind of crazy. But, and then so in 2016, the same thing happened right after I graduated high school, I was in top 50 Instagram photographers to follow for 2016. Wow. So there's three years in a row of just constant like hype and proof that like, like do this, like you're out of high school now. Like, dude, I had teachers tell me I didn't even need to go to college because they were just so like they believed in my story oh, and, sick, and everything else like up to that point like what kind of teachers tell you not to go to college are you, are you getting so are you getting like different kind of attention at school now like a girl's looking at you a little bit <laughs> like that kind of thing it's a valid question um because <laughs> yeah i mean i i definitely uh, maybe it's coincidental i started shooting more portraits in 2016. <laughs> <Hey>, oh. <laughs> yeah. so Tyler, do you want to hang out cindy, cindy and, wants her yeah. cheerleader portrait it's, so it's one of the the whole joke about like oh like you want to hang out like, yeah i'm so down to hang out like Oh, can you bring your bring camera? camera. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's definitely happened to me, and I, I don't care what any photographer says. If they ever try to deny, it's a fucking lie. Yeah, like that is the easiest way. But 
Um, <laughs> no, I mean, no, nah, not really. I was just, I was just like known at school because I'm, I'm still, yeah. I, like I'm social. I'm a very like, I like to know, get to know people and hear people out and stuff. And I was going to church and like inviting people to church or, or like skateboarding and stuff. I got a huge community of like people who always wanted to be around my friends and I because of the things that we were doing. Like there was nobody that we knew of that were doing the things that we were doing. And like, like by the time I was a senior in high school, I started traveling out here. Like I started like traveling cause I just had so much proof mm. of that I should be out here. I mean, I was like shooting all the football games. Like, I don't know, I was just known. So to, to answer your question, I don't know if, if that changed or I'm sure it did to some people for sure. But sure. <laughs> what kind of stuff were you shooting and how much of it was like commissioned work to, to make money? Versus like you just shooting with your friends for fun. I mean, what like time frame are you talking? In high school, when you're getting oh, written up about. Yeah, do you know high school? I didn't get commissioned often for where it was literally just like me and my friends like pocket change, like, you know, mm-hmm. doing anything we can to go out and shoot and travel and do whatever. Um, but when I was, I guess I like left this part out, but like when I was 14, like the way I started to buy my cameras because I was working landscaping. So I got my first job at 14. And like hasn't haven't stopped since then. The commission side of work, I didn't really care about because my funds are coming from other things, which gotcha. is there's freedom in that totally. as a creative, like a hundred percent. Totally, like, your funds are coming from other places, and it's like, and and I'll I'll hint on this too, is why I brought this folder. But like, you, you go and work these like shitty jobs, but all you can do is think about what you would rather be doing outside of that, and mm. that's that is like the 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 best time for somebody to act on how they're feeling. Cause I did that. And the only reason why I'm out here is because I actually acted on it instead of just thought about it. Did you have a plan or was it more just like, were you, are you like a manifestation guy mm-hmm. or like, how, how are you getting through this time? And did you have like things that you can pass on to maybe somebody that is in a small town that was like, this is what I did and this worked for me or yeah. you didn't have a plan. I don't know. The whole way of me getting out to LA, it's, it, it doesn't really, it, it was like a curveball. It isn't, mm-hmm. it didn't really go w- with the plan that I, that I had, that I thought I was going to run with. I was like, okay, this is it. No, it like everything changed the last, very last second. But you know, so like going forward in Indiana, like I, in 2020 during the pandemic, like I was fortunate enough to be working, but I say that with a, like, I don't know you call it like a grain of salt or whatever, because I was working a forklift job with my dad mm. and like, it was giving, it was like giving me money because the pandemic in Indiana, no one really gives a fuck. Yeah, like no one right. did care yeah. in these small towns. Like there's not enough people there's or no one whatever. Coming in. There's not a ton of people coming into it. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever, whatever, like I'm not saying excuse, whatever like reasoning it was like people just didn't really care. Like mm. normal life was still happening. It felt like nothing changed. It's like people here, I'm sure it was like daunting for mm-hmm. everybody, which I totally understand. And, um, I was working this forklift job and the day that I got the job, I told my dad and like everybody that he was friends with there. Cause he introduced me to all them, whatever. It was like, I have a year here and that's it. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this for anymore. And that, I, at that point I wasn't even really saying I'm like going to move to California. I was just like, I'm just not doing this shit for a year. Cause I've been working shitty jobs my whole life, you mm-hmm. know, since I was able quickly, I started planning things. And like, I had a buddy who lived in San Diego, who was one of my best friends who <clears throat> I grew up with like photographing, skating and stuff. And, uh, so he moved out here and had an apartment and basically a situation happened where like he got a, a room available in his, his spot or whatever. I'm not even gonna mention names cause really it's like all that happened for a, f- a big reason. Like mm. I wouldn't even be, I'd be in San Diego doing what, what would I be doing? Right. Mm. Just shoot, like, shoot the Padres. <laughs> like we don't know, like we don't know, but like it, it, I just don't think it'd be as epic as this. Yeah. And I'm so glad that I, it happened the way that it did. But like, like I've forgiven him now and all this, but like he, he like totally told me I could move in. Like we were banking on it. Mm-hmm. Like I was like going to send him money for like, you know, deposit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. While I was working this forklift job. It's the weirdest situation, dude. Like his, 
and one of his friends that he was living with was dating this girl but then they broke up and the girl stayed and then oh weird oh, wait so, yeah. so he's like they're gonna break up and you're gonna take her room yeah and she he no, thought, take his room take his room the boyfriend's room right well well he he excuse me he thought he probably thought that they were both gonna leave yeah which right. is a logical a very logical 100%, 100%. thing I mean, no but the chick just stayed right that's what girl stayed the girl stayed the yeah. guy left no the the boyfriend left yeah. my, my friend stayed so now there's like okay. this random girl uh-huh. and Your my buddy. best friend and dude's out of the picture so what do you think happens what the fuck? they get together this oh, is all no way dude, dude. yeah so wild oh such a bad and bad idea i know i know and i'm sure he'll watch this and like <laughs> I, I just really want him to know that i it's all good like i really don't care i just i hope he's fine <laughs> but like <laughs> dude, you gotta, <laughs> gotta think with this head man no, dude, dude that is bold he's thinking with the wrong head yeah. i think yeah. but anyway yeah <laughs> dude, I, I, don't, I don't i don't i could go down so many rabbit holes <laughs> no me too i almost started to anyway so <laughs> Basically, basically the girl stays, they get together. Okay. And this is all in the time frame that I'm, I'm like, I'm ending my life in Indiana. Right. I'm like telling everyone bye. I'm like throwing a going away party. I quit my job, dude. Oh, no. You already like, quit. Oh, I already quit. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude, but, I quit. Okay, if they get together though, isn't there a spare room then? Yeah, exactly. Because they're sleeping together. Right? Yeah, 100%. Oh. Yeah, I'm out of that. Oh. <laughs> so basically. There's more to the story. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. A lot of stories in in this big story there's so many little stories gotcha. make it all make sense okay it's like a month a process and he hasn't told me that they got together or anything like mm-hmm. he's just out here vibing doing his thing whatever and i'm like all right dude like week out bro i'm so pumped like, i get on facetime with him and he's like not answering and i'm like oh i'm like okay something's i know up. something's up dude. Yeah. i know he's being weird enough so i i text him like call me now because like if i gotta yeah. if i gotta adjust i gotta right you have a week I was like, if I got to adjust, I got to adjust. And um, basically, he gets on a call with me. He's not looking at me through the phone. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, all right, say it. This, okay, I'm like, not even a week out. I'm like four days out right. from moving. Oh my God. December 27th. Jobs quit. Jobs Bags done. are packed. Yeah. Had a going away party. Told right. everybody. Told everybody leaving. loved them. Bye. Yeah. Family. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Cancel- yeah. I literally canceled everything, bro. Like, I was done with Indiana. You know how hard that is for someone to. Mm-hmm. to Wait, so why why can't he let you move in now, though? Well, man, it's that's the weirdest thing is like he was letting her decide what was going to be right. And mm-hmm. she did. She wanted to like live alone with him in this mm-hmm. apartment. Yeah. Oh, uh, that sucks. Dude. Yeah. So the curveball that I mentioned, there it is. <laughs> and that's crazy. I would say I'm a pretty responsible man. And I don't think I would have moved out to California if I would have known that sooner. Mm. Sure. So, you know what I mean? Like, oh, shit. OK, well, he wants to live this life with this girl he just met compared to like his best friend of like 10 years like okay, i see where everybody's at mm-hmm. like just met her right and yeah. there's still an open room right there's still an open room so i Jesus think there still just is fixated on this open room <laughs> i'm just like someone's gotta live in there <laughs> well it's probably because you're a good friend and would put your friend in there i don't know Try my best but, you know the whole the whole situation and but i was gonna say that like, yeah. you were probably thinking like man couldn't you have let me know this like two weeks ago at least, even like, then. before i had the party yeah yeah, like, yeah give it a month oh, he's, oh he see he saw me have the party yeah. and it's just like damn that's fuck. like you know he's seeing it all in stories and shit but like the thing is i don't think he knew two weeks before that sure so the decision just it was all just the timing was just like what the fuck like yeah. what is happening like yeah. actually so i'm getting that call and i'm just like what the fuck do I do? Mm-hmm. Like, like, luckily I have like a camping background. I have like this love for California. Like I didn't mention this before, but previously I used to come out to California like twice a year for like, I used to do like homeless ministry out here a lot. Oh, wow. cool. Now I'm with the dream center and 
um, at, on those trips, I would le- like link up with some friends and stuff that I knew out here through photography and modeling and, you know, all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, if I moved to LA or no, I wasn't even planning on moving to LA until I got to California. I really hated LA mm. to be like completely honest. I'm like such a nature guy mm. I, in Indiana. I was like such a nature guy. I was just like, the city's like trash, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about my career. Like, what do you even, I, I didn't even, I was in a weird mindset, bro. Like when I moved out here, seriously. And like knowing that I was going to a place where the pandemic actually does exist, I was just like, I have no idea what to expect. I was like, worst case scenario though, I'll turn around and come home. Right. Yeah, that's so interesting. Most mm. people left LA during mm. the pandemic yeah. and you decided to send it out here. I came in hot. With hey, a camper. Wait, with the camper, you, or like a camper van or just? No, camera. camper. I was in a forerunner. Oh, yeah, in a forerunner. forerunner, okay. Yeah. Okay, so you drove all the way out with all your stuff. Packed your mm-hmm. bags. Like, in a car. Nah, like, like 2% of everything I own, yeah. Mm. Wow. Everything else is just at my mom's still. Thank God. Thank you, mom. Right. Oh my Word. God. And then you get here and you're just like, fuck it, I'm just going to live in this car for a while. Yeah. Where'd you park it? Wherever there was no street sweeping signs. Yeah. Oh Where, where'd you which go is, first? Do you remember it? First night everywhere. where you slept? Uh, yeah. First night I slept at a truck stop in San Diego, just on the side of uh, Highway 1. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Scary. Was, was your fam super supportive of you doing this once the situation with your buddy like unveiled? Mm-hmm. Were they like, yo, you maybe should stay home? Or they're like, go chase after what you want? Yeah, I think, well, you know, given all the background that I filled you guys in, I think my mom was definitely like, go do it. My dad was like, you can always come back home. Like, yeah, you, can just turn you know, yeah, like there's, I think at this point they just like, go see, yeah. you know, and I, I'm super grateful to have parents who are that, you know, open-minded about things and not try to hold me back. Cause think about it. If my dad was just like, don't go, mm-hmm. like I probably wouldn't even do any, you know what I mean? Like right. I genuinely don't let people like decide for me, but that's a huge ass decision. Mm-hmm. And like, that's, I would listen to my parents if they were like, nah, but they were both like, I think you'd be fine. Just go and see. <laughs> Worst case scenario, you just drive back home. I was like, damn, I got to go. Like, I literally have to go now. So the first week up here, what are you doing? And what Mm -hmm. is the climate like of L.A.? Because, like, I'm not from L.A. And Kosas, during the pandemic, that's when we met or whatever. He was down at his mom's in Santa Monica. I was down at my mom's in the O.C. So, like, we were just hanging out, just us two. And it was dead. Like, right? It was pretty damn dead. There was was nothing to do. There was nothing to do. We were making TikToks at my house and his house. Like, that was pretty much what we were doing. Yeah, I mean, I was just, I was making TikToks in my house, my forerunner. I mean, right. literally, I just got out here and started documenting everything because there was like, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I wrote this in my notes, but I think I can remember it well enough to just say like, the things that you you think about every day or like as often as like, like basically everything that you think about on your day to day basis, your decisions are based around that without you even knowing. Mm. Like your mental, like mentally, you're thinking about like I want to move to California. Okay, well, well, now that I look back about look back at it in Indiana, I always think about how many things that I was actually doing to prep for it without actually knowing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like it's like manifestation essentially is like you think about something so often that you eventually will just do it mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. don't have a closed mind about things. You know? Totally. See, so like you move, you get you sleep in the truck stop. Then you drive up here mm-hmm. and you just sleep on like some random road. Yeah, yeah. And, like where in like Venice, Hollywood, you remember yeah. just like somewhere in the middle of nowhere. When I first got out here, it was I was with my friend Zach. But mm-hmm. I don't think I've mentioned any of this, but my friend Zach road tripped with me out here. Oh, sick. Just it was great. Yeah. Like that was like such a safety net for me. Cause dude, if I didn't have my best friend with me, I probably would have stopped in Kansas and would have just been like, the hell am I doing? Dude, that's a long <laughs> yeah. road trip, bro. Yeah. Yeah. You think about it from Indianapolis to here mm-hmm. is like twenty something hours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like over 2,000 miles away from everything that you know and love you are away from. That's scary. 
And like, because I had him and him and I have road tripped out here before, actually six months prior in uh, June, we road tripped out here in my forerunner to pick up the dude that fucked me over (laughs) and bring him back to Indiana to move there. And then he got a job back in California. So then he drove back to California by himself. So it was like, I had proof that I go, okay, I can, at least I can go out here with my homie and we can just like live it up for a little bit. So on our way here on New Year's Day, I was in uh, Mammoth in some hot springs, just like in my car, just living out of it. And there was like a group of people in the hot spring who like invited me and Zach to like drink champagne with them and shit in the hot spring at like midnight. Sick. And we had talked to them. We were sitting in the hot tub before then, you know what I'm talking about? The natural hot springs yeah. out there. It's mm. so sick. And, um, so of course going from Indiana to out here, that's the first thing I wanted to do is mm. like experience the nature side of everything. And these people start asking me like what I'm going to be doing. Like, like why am I living in my car? Cause I, I told them like over a natural conversation and those people still follow me today and I've like seen it all unfold and that's they're just amazing. like yeah, still commenting, fine. telling me like, holy shit. I remember you were just <laughs> yeah. in your cowboy boots in your car, like <laughs> yeah. outside of this hot spring, like just, you were literally lost, Yeah, you know, like a lost puppy. So um, I, d- I did that. So that was like a good intro to California for me. Like a lot of clarity on like, okay, there's people out here who believe in me and I just met them. Mm-hmm. So like, let's see where this could go. So my friend Zach had a, had to leave from San Diego airport like two or three days later. So we book it down here. Um, we stopped in Santa Barbara and I saw somebody that I knew and then went down to San Diego. And then the, like the moment that he left, it was like, like the hardest feeling I've ever felt still mm-hmm. to this day, because it was the first time in my life that I actually f- like knew that I was alone, like yeah. alone, alone. Like I couldn't, like I told you guys, I grew up in a skate. Like I always had homies always right. like right. just, I need somebody to talk to. What are you doing? Let's go hang out. And it, immediately I got out here and I was like, you had a quiet that this literally yeah. my head was Nothing. just like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. What do you do? You know what I mean? I had no idea. So, and it's not like you had an apartment where you're mm-hmm. like focused on like decorating the apartment. You're like, right. Oh, this new life. I'm out in LA. It's like, mm-hmm. You're alone living out of your car. Like yeah. that is insane. Yeah. It was during the pandemic too. So it was like yeah. even it, more eerie, dude. LA was yeah. eerie. No, during, yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. The so pandemic. then yeah. camera becomes your friend probably. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Basically I turned to, um, well, I started running out of money, mm. you know, it's like, I only moved out here. Like, I'll just say this openly to everybody who thinks that they have to have a fuck ton of money. Like you really don't. You just have to be smart. Mm. And there's like 50-50 where like the, there's like the wild aspect of just go do it and see what the fuck happens. But there's also like, you need a plan. So I only moved out with $2,500 to my name. Mm. And that was like pre-road trip. <laughs> so you right. get out here. Cast, oh cast your gas. Yeah, right. Like that number is so low now that I've lived here for a year and a half. Like I can't believe that I, I trusted my survival off of yeah. that. But that just goes to show you where I was at in Indiana. My headspace was literally just, I just want to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. So um, moved out here with 2,500 bucks and a couple months in probably one or two months. Cause my overhead was super low. Cause I didn't have an apartment to pay for anything. Right. And a couple months in, I like, I started selling prints. Like I was making TikToks and documenting how I was going to like, how I was living in my car, like where I kept my groceries, like people were like, yeah. Would you like cook or like, how would you do that? No, yeah. I, I didn't th- like it's such a long I could this could be so choppy and so I don't even know but like okay basically from the moment that I dropped him him off at the airport I slept down there for like a day or two and tried to figure out like what the fuck I was gonna do because I want to come to LA I didn't mm-hmm. want to be up here then I was like fuck it all right I'm go- I gotta go up there because I knew one person well it turns out that the one person was Caleb then you know Caleb the boy the Caleb that's Albert, how we know each other the goat right so I knew him and his cousin Ben was out here yeah. and I knew Lindsay too I knew all three of them from Indiana yeah well, all of a sudden, you know, I don't even know this, but like Caleb is just in this group of like 
20 to 30 people who are all in production and none of them had like his cousin was a photographer but his cousin ben wasn't really out here full time so none of them were photographers they all were videographers directors or cinematographers whatever you call it they were all other things except for photographers so i got out here got introduced to the group on like a spike ball day at the beach yep. i'm just chatting it up everybody's asking me who i am where i came from all this stuff next thing you know bro i'm just like people are just hiring me to just come and work like they heard my story or maybe they just were like like invested with who i was or whatever i don't even know but like that happened so quickly so next thing you know like i just i met them but i didn't get hired on anything yet whatever like obviously it's not the expectation i had friends out here now which was phenomenal and also let me please make this because i could go on forever coast well no i'll make this point is like (laughs) i know all those people now because i've i met them through caleb and and some other people but like the best people 100 like it's not like you just met a random group of people these people are just so genuine Mm -hmm. and also super talented 100 you couldn't have asked for a better group of people to like be around when you first moved out here i couldn't agree with you more and there's so much proof so quickly that there are all these different types of people that group is everybody Mm -hmm. like there's so many different age group Mm -hmm. ethnicities whatever it doesn't even matter like there's so much proof in that they're like okay they're doing it like there's got to be something for me to do out here there's got to be hope basically like those that that group of people like who are in the industry and they're also like they were my friends before work obviously and still are to this day but like they have all helped me out so much and like california has always been that to me like i've always known people out here who are who are doing what they love to do and it was proved to me but when i was in indiana i was like what are they really doing like does it really matter like blah blah blah. like meeting all those people out here immediately just like gave me proof and i'm like posting my photos and stuff they're all showing love like out of nowhere and so i went from one community to being alone by myself for maybe maybe a month of just living in my car by myself to all of a sudden in a, another amazing community yeah that's the biggest blessing i think i've i'm not gonna say ever but like damn man because i really need people i'm a people person and that's you know? crazy in la man yeah it's an isolating city it's hard to find that and i've had that conversation with them mm-hmm. you know where it's like it, we, i think we all understand that it's unique you know and that's why we're all so tight-knit we're all so close with each other and want to hire like we want to literally fund each other's living yeah right we want to you know for the projects and stuff that we get hit up to do and consulted for and stuff it's like it's we have so much like compassion for everybody in there because everybody in that place in the friend group has a crazy story yeah you know it's insane so it's like we all feel in love for each other and i started loving those people a month in dude like that's how you know that you like there's there i believe in life is like truly there's there's a certain there's certain people you don't need an introduction period with yeah there are certain people you can just dab up and feel the love in that because you both are at a certain point where you met at the right time and you feel like you've known them for so long 100 percent were you leaning on religion and like your relationship with God sure. and using like, were you reading motivational like books, like mm-hmm. personal development kind of stuff? Like how did you keep your headspace positive yeah. while you were going through all this? There was a period there's okay. I'm like off and on religious. Like there's so many people like that. And I'll just openly say it because my life doesn't really make sense. So to believe in a higher power, that does make sense. But to also believe in the power of human beings is also another thing that makes a lot of sense to me. So I'm always back and forth. But when I lived in my car, I did not, I didn't believe in God. I was not religious at all. Mm. I literally was just banking on, I wasn't even banking on anything. This, this is truly, bro, I was like in such a phase of the unknown. Not knowing where I should be, what I should be doing, how I'm going to do it. My best friend doesn't want me to live with, like there's so many things. And it's like, I didn't turn to God at all. I was just like, all right. But then I started meeting all these people, right? 
when I'm by myself, I'm like, down, I'm just like, my headspace is weird when I'm by myself sometimes. And I think that's a, for You're a lot not of, the only one. Yeah, I was going to say, for a lot yeah, of creatives. Yeah. And we're just people in general. People. It's like that. But start meeting all these people and, you know, they're wearing God on their sleeve, you know. Yeah. So then I started, you know, I'm like, all right. Oh, God. Thank you for introducing me to these people. You know what I mean, <laughs> dude? Like, I'm straight up about it. I don't know what to believe in. And a lot of people sit, just sit there and try to fight the concept of like, no, I'm a Christian. Like, dude, I don't know what I am. I really don't. I love life. I love how it's going. If, you know, one day I wake up and I feel like, damn, I need to thank God. And then I will thank God. If one day I just feel like I need to thank humans, I thank humans. But either way, I'm going to wake up grateful because me being out here, bro, I could be waking up eh, 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 to go, like, you know, that's my alarm. That was a shitty sound effect. Oh, okay. But that was my it. alarm. That sounded like <laughs> I didn't know if that was a forklift. <laughs> or yeah, because yeah, it literally it sounded like a BB, but I could be waking up at, at 6 a.m., you know, in the fucking cold in Indiana and like having to go outside in my pajamas and warm up my car and scrub mm-hmm. the ice off the windshield and like do all these miserable things. But instead I get to wake up and go to my laptop or I get to go to the gym or I get to go, you know, have brunch with friends and like do like do actual life. So it's like, I don't know what to, I don't know, but to thank God or what, but back then I was not really banking on it. Dude, the, the scraping ice off your windshield, you guys probably never had to do that, right? Never That's in my the life. fucking, dude, I remember once mm-hmm. I had a, I was at it, sorry, not to totally derail, I was at my friend Please. Jordan Helmer's house, shout out, it was late night, it was like freezing rain all night, right? Yeah. I'm driving with my buddy Sam, Sam is literally hanging out the pad, it's just snowing as shit, it's like negative 10, just like trying to scrape the windshield as I'm driving, because we're like late to my parents, like we have to home be like midnight or whatever, we're like, I don't know, 16, <laughs> so fucking stressful, scraping your windshield, fucking sucks dude. dude it's terrible it's like, the worst i think you know you guys didn't really see the significance and why i said that in the part but it really is a pain in the ass <laughs> especially when you're cold and you just like want to get your day started like, oh, i gotta fucking um okay but actually wait really sure. quick Let's so what back. what were you eating like how are you how mm-hmm. are you doing food in the car yeah in the car you see like mcdonald's every day or are you like trying to make food and like, i have money for mcdonald's bro. right so like what are you doing that's how down bad did I you was. did you budget or were you just looking at the bank account and being like I Uh-oh. need to eat something now. I'm hungry. Yeah. Um, kind of both. Uh-huh. You know, I'm sure like as creatives, budgeting is not like, I don't want to speak for everybody, man. If you're good at it, you're good at it. That's great. Show me because <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love, I love money and all that. And I just, if I, it's, it's like basically to the point, dude, this like, like living in my car for four months scarred me enough. And I think it, I think it's like a great thing, but like basically nowadays I just don't go without. Like if I want something, I just go get it because I'm working my ass off out here to, to live a better life. You we know, deserve I mean? it totally. And mm-hmm. I appreciate it. And some days I do feel like that. I do, I deserve it or whatever. And other days I don't. And that's obvious. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm speaking normal here. You're speaking to the choir. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so good at buying myself expensive shit sure. and being like, dude, I worked hard for this. Mm-hmm. Like I deserve this 100%. shit. 100%. But dude, what? Yeah. like, why not though? Hell yeah. Like literally, why not? Because you're working, you're doing what you love to do. Yeah. Like, bro, we're so, we're so fucking blessed. I just doesn't, I just hope a lot of people can, who get to this point understand how fortunate we are to wake up and do what we love. Like as cliche as that is, like the amount of times that I have woken up and done what I hated compared to doing what I love in the morning is, mm. bro, life is, is crazy. But sometimes that's necessary. You got to mm. go through the bad and mm. be down bad sometimes yes. to really appreciate understand and be grateful mm-hmm. for when you're feeling very blessed and when your life does change around yeah i love that you said that it's like i, I think there's one thing i probably wear on my sleeve is that it's like you got to go through the hard shit to see mm-hmm. the, the good and everything because you could put somebody who hasn't been through nearly any trials or anything like compared to what i have and we would look at life totally different like somebody living in their car who hasn't been through like whatever i'm not gonna mention my life story but it it's, wasn't easy ever growing up you know and 
if you put somebody next to me who has had it easy and then me in the car, I'm going to be eating my fucking rice cakes with peanut butter happily. Mm, so that's what you read. That is, you're getting your answer now. Yeah. My and my cuties, you know <laughs> what I mean? And basically I'm, we're going to be, it's just going to be different. You know what mm. I mean? So again, like if like to anybody who's listening to this, like if you were going through something really hard right now, like it will get better and it does get better. And we've all seen it get better. Mm. Just keep fucking going. Like I can't express it enough. Like people who give up, they don't see the reward in it because you gave up. Like it's like anything else in life. Like just keep going. Sometimes I still do your ice cakes just because I like them. But, you know, living in my car, eating now, I was like, this is a fucking luxury. Dude, I got peanut butter. <laughs> you know I mean, this is like crazy. Good. Do, you get, yes. do you get nostalgic? Like, do you taste that and think, like, does it take you right back? Yeah, I think there's I certain think things. can do stuff like that. Yeah, like cuties, like oranges. I used to just eat the fuck out of those. And I just loved that so much. And that was, like, the easiest thing for me to eat. And, um, yeah, basically all I ate was PB&J, um, like granola bars, cuties, gallons of water mm. and some gatorade for electrolytes and that's like pretty much all that i ate for wow. man it's a weird machine where do you <laughs> poop yeah dude so that was tough because pandemic and shower yeah, yeah. Dude. like all that stuff yeah really. pandemic like right gym or something oh the gyms were fucking closed. yeah nah the, yes yeah at maddington they were all closed oh my god so the first month of the car was like the deepest of like living in my car situation mm. the second month i had like some people i could go to now take mm. a shower you know cook some ramen you know because that's all i could afford anyway so it was like the second month things started to to look a little bit better so i wasn't really like like homeless homeless but at the right. end of the night i still slept in my car right so the four months there's i mean there's no like like nobody can validate it for me like it was my experience but um the first month i would like go to public restrooms and i would have to ask and like beg them to use it Wow. I'd wear like a mask and go inside and I'd be like, can I please just use the restroom? And they'd be like, you know, we're not allowed to have customers in our restrooms right now. Just like, like, miss, I'm just homeless right now. Like, right. You know, I don't think I ever looked homeless to the point. It was like, so people were probably just like, okay, fuck. We'll let this kid, whatever. So I'd go in there and brush my teeth, fucking all this shit. I would mm. wet wipe, wash. Like I would do mm. like wet wipes are my best friend for a month and a gallon of water. And that was pretty much it. That's Man, insane. Yeah, that's so then, okay. Yeah. So then let's talk about the, Right, yeah. getting yeah. out of it. One foot so, in front of the other. What's that sure. looking like? Was there a point where you like you get a job that's a thousand bucks and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. we can breathe a little bit right now? Or what? Did it, what was it looking like? Yeah. So first job was really it was from TikTok. So oh, wow. I, I had like six thousand followers. I still do, I guess now, but like I don't use it as often. And this is re-inspiring me to do it, which is great. But I gained like six thousand followers in like a month and a half or two because I was posting my situation of me living in my car, mm. what I would eat, you know, where I would go what I would do. So there's a music label called 237 Music Label. Shout out to them. So we still work together now, but they saw my Instagram or my TikTok, excuse me. And this was to the point, bro, where I got, I don't tell a lot of people this because it sounds irresponsible. I just really don't care. I got down to a hundred dollars in my bank account. Mm. My phone bill was like 120. Right. So <laughs> if I landed on the day, dude, I would have had no money. And like, there was something about meeting the people that I did that gave me the hope of like, just hold out, just mm. hold out, just hold out. Like every, like these people are doing it. Like I can do it. Something's just going to have to happen. So maybe there I was banking on God. I don't really know, but I got down to a hundred dollars and that day I called my mom and told her I was holding it off. I didn't even want to tell her. And she, she's like, didn't hear crying on the phone for me. She's just like, what do you see around you? And I was like sleeping in a TJ Maxx parking lot. And I was like, I see TJ Maxx, I see Trader Joe's and whatever else was there. And she's like, go in there in the morning. She's like, look nice mm. and go get a job there. And I was like, fuck, okay. 
I'm gonna have to. Like literally, I'm this that nothing else. I had nothing. Right. That's what was my only situation. And that same night, I got a message on TikTok and was like, "Yo, we saw your story. Like, we want to like, can you come to a studio session tomorrow?" And I'm like, "Bro, goosebumps!" Like, I just got them talking, like saying that again because my mm. that just man. So I'm like. Yes, immediately. I'm oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, come on, I'm back. I'm like, mom, I got a job tomorrow, like in LA, my first job ever. Like, I'm so stoked. And the pay was like 400 bucks. I was like, so stoked, bro. Yeah, that'll help. Which yeah. is, yeah, which help. is just skyrocketing. I mean, I had 100 in my account, so yeah, yeah, 400 right. job is like quadrupled that shit, baby. Yeah. I quadrupled my net worth <laughs> yeah. overnight. Yeah, hey, what's up, LA? <laughs> 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 goes on Zillow, yeah. starts looking at houses, yeah. gets two drinks at one oak. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. That's so that happened. I meet up with the dude. He was super chill. Like it, we still work together today. So it's like he just hired me to do that, and then he hired me again the next month. And basically every month we do like a shoot together still. Mm-hmm. Um, and like now my rates are obviously like way over that, but like I just need money. Yeah, bro. We just like I don't know that that bond is so good now. So. Um, shout out to them for the first job and the, I guess, second job was like, I guess it was like, I was kind of doing my own thing where I was selling my prints and stuff. And it was actually like, it was going, mm. like it was popping off. But the thing is, is like, I had to wait a couple of days for all my money because mm. Squarespace and all that shit. Um, and I would like, I, I was running a, a print shop basically out of the back of my car, which like I would go to Walmart, print out these prints. And dude, if the, if the person gave them back to me with a crinkle on them or like any sort of, like, oh, no. I bet. My life depends on this print, right? right. Here. So I cannot do this. So, um, started making TikToks about selling prints and like uh, posting on Instagram, swipe up links, like all this stuff, and ended up making like a couple thousand dollars off of selling prints because I was, you know, I gave people a reason to support it. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think as creators, we don't really do that. We mm. just expect people to pay us for stuff, but it's like you really should put reasoning behind it. I like that. Um, so just going forward, I don't know for any creative who needs to hear that, like people say if Kostas has, a, you have a story and people love that and they want to support your story, but you do the same video as this other guy who doesn't explain his story. Like I'm going to hire you. And I think that's the same mindset for people who are people based, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, this was re-inspiring me to tell my story again in a different way. You know what I mean? So it's like, if you guys have stories, which I'm sure you do, and I'd love to hear one day, like use that to your advantage. Word. That's something as a creative that you can do. Hell yeah. Can mm-hmm. you talk to me about what it was like signing a lease and getting your first apartment? Because that must have been a crazy feeling. And, and I know you made a TikTok about mm-hmm. it. And how many like jobs did you do like leading up to that to like make it so you felt mm-hmm. secure signing a lease? Sure. Does yeah. That make sense? I feel like a lot of things that I'm saying kind of sound like, nah, this dude's making this shit up. But like, dude, no. Like, it was so weird how it worked. So January was that lonesome month, that mm-hmm. really fucking just really terrible month. February was the music group and Prince. So I was like, I was like, okay, there. Third month was so March. At that point in my life, I had the the most financial success month in my life. So this is over landscaping. This is over construction, mm-hmm. forklifting. This is over all that. I made like eight k in the m- month of March. Sick. Wow! Because I just met more people and. I obviously had a story and people wanted to bring me on and it just coincidentally worked out that everybody's projects were in March and I just got, dude, I was, I was on a monster set three months in like meeting the team of monster. Was that through Caleb? It was through Caleb. Hell yeah. The dude is insane, bro. Like I could do a whole podcast about that dude, but anyway, (laughs) he got me on that job to come and shoot just BTS stuff. And they ended up using like the content, the writers were using the content. Like it, that was like my first, like, this is like how this shit could go. Like this Mm. is like proof to me. Like, If I could do more stuff like this, like I would love to. And now I shoot for Monster every single month. That's wow. sick. 
So it's like, it's not through the same connection, which is actually more crazy. So it's mm -hmm. a whole different thing, but I'm still shooting monster stuff. So you sign, you get an apartment. Okay, yeah. And yeah. what is that like? Yeah, so so after the, the, the AK month, I was like, it was March. So April, I'm like, all right, fuck it, let's go. So I'm talking to all the people in the group, and there was like some people um, who were looking to move. And I didn't care who it was with. Right. Dude, what? I'm getting I'm about to get my own bedroom, bro. Right. You know how long it's been since I've had that my own shower? Insane. So coincidentally, they were looking for a spot. They've looked for spots in LA before, so that it made it all easy for me. I didn't have to like go on Zillow and like mm. fucking stress and like mm -hmm. how do I even do any of this? Because keep in mind, it's like my first time being away from my parents too. Right. So like I'm even in Indiana I didn't have an apartment. Nothing. So going into the apartment was insane. And because I had such a uh like a good month of what I can be doing. I was basically just banking off that confidence of like, I need to do this again. Mm -hmm. Now, 8K a month is like crazy. Like there's, I well, for some people it's normal now, but like I definitely don't make that every month. But the fact that I did that once, I, it means I can do it again. Totally. You know what I mean? And sometimes you need that. Hmm? As a creative, yeah. sometimes I feel like you put a ceiling on what you're capable of making. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, maybe one month is crazy sure. good. And you're like, oh shit, I am capable of making $8,000 a mm -hmm. month or ten thousand dollars a month or oh i didn't think right. it was possible to make more than ten thousand dollars a month. Right. and then right. you have a crazy month you're like fuck yeah let's do it again if <laughs> right. i could do it once let's i can do it double again. It. right well yeah. and it's like people sometimes will give you more money than you expect that you've ever really charged for i remember that happened to me a few times where i'd be like i know how much to charge especially coming out of college i'd charge like 500 bucks for a video or whatever sure. and then this company was like we'll pay you 1500 and i was like mm. holy shit yeah. like, you can make 1500 for a video and then it was like that's how much i charge now yeah. and all of a sudden it's more than that and it's like well that's how much i charge now and like they break the barriers for you sometimes and your mindset shifts and it just keeps expanding 100 yeah. percent. it's just proof of what is possible out there yeah. right like it's insane to me like when i worked my forklift job you know how much money i made a month i mean like 4k a month Two months later in California, I doubled that. Right. Yeah. Using a camera. Doing what Using I love camera. to do. Right. Hello, like people. Right. Go do it. Like, mm -hmm. I can't stress it enough to people. Just like, go and try it. Because like, damn, bro, like you can turn around and you can always go back mm -hmm. and, you know, you'll figure it out there too. Like, it's not the end of the world. But like, if you don't try, you're never going to know. And we're so young. I mean, so this, young. this is the time to go take the risk to start the company, to fuck up, to mm -hmm. fail. Like, and I, I think I literally made a TikTok the other day about people sure. don't have the courage to try anymore because yep. they're not, they're afraid of either fucking losing, mm -hmm. but then bouncing back from it, which yeah. is even more fun because you get to go take, you get to show everybody why you can still do it, 100%. you know, and just to do it for you because you want that and you right. can go take it. I crave that. You know, I literally crave failing because I want to just bounce back and do better. Mm -hmm. It's a, such a weird thing. But I think when you live in your car for four months, bro, you develop this mindset of survival. And mm -hmm. it, it's like, I feel like I almost have PTSD, bro. I was in the fucking military. I definitely was not, but I'm just saying like there's certain things that just make me have that hunger where mm -hmm. I wake up and I'm just like, you want it. Dude, I'm going to make some fucking bread today. Right. Because if you do the math, like it's like LA, as I'm sure you guys have heard this before. It's just a cliche, but like it literally, it's $30 to wake up here. Absolutely, dude. There's some months where I'm just like, how? In the, and then you get a parking ticket. Oh, $73. Yes, dude, yeah. Nine, yeah, dude. I just like $90. 300 no. bucks on parking tickets last month. 100%. $300. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Speaking shit, what day is it? <laughs> no, uh, street I think I'm good actually. No, you had a ticket. No, today's right Wednesday. No, I didn't. Today's Thursday. No, today's Thursday. Um, yeah, we have street cleaning on Thursdays and yeah, Fridays. I have that one. I got a parking ticket for, this is the first time it's ever happened. Oh, yeah, this is crazy. I didn't 
turn the wheels on a hill. On a hill. That's some bullshit. It was only twenty three dollars. Still pissy off. No, them. it's not. But that's that's air one dinner, baby. I, ba- I backed into a spot and they gave me a ticket because you're supposed to go forward in in Manhattan Beach. What? what? Uh, Manhattan God. Beach is terrible, Which is bro. Horseshit, dude. Yeah, it's literally just there. stealing money from people that can't. They're the, yeah, they can't afford. Dude, it's the disgusting. Parking tickets, parking tickets mm-hmm. is a scam. It's ridiculous. Um, okay, so yeah. what are you doing now? Work-wise, like what clients, what's like, what's the vibe? Sure, yeah. Um, now I just really, I have two retainer clients that I work for like every month. Get retainers, um, everyone. Yep, yeah. everybody yes, get retainers. That is, secret. as it's a, a secret creative, that is such a key is like yeah. having a monthly retainer, one, two, three, however many you can get yep. and feel comfortable taking on mm-hmm. work-wise. But like, it's the one way to get security as a creative and a freelance when you oftentimes don't know right. when, or where your next check is going to come from. Like 100%. having those retainers that you can rely on are key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's literally what's funding life for most creators. And if you don't, like, I think you just said that, but if you don't have a retainer as a creative, like you need to do that. It's stressful. I didn't have one before I moved out here. And now I'm hearing the word retainer. I'm like, what the fuck is uh-huh. that? Like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, I just work for this company once a month. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. let me try that. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's as easy as getting a new client and creating a piece of work for them and right. saying, yeah, we should do this again. Like, this was great. Like, what mm-hmm. if we did this every month? Like, mm-hmm. e- easy. It doesn't have to be something super yeah. complicated. Yeah, and you don't yeah. have to lock them in for the year. You can go, yeah. you know, a month. You try yeah. a month. You do three months. Okay, right. let's do six. Let's lock right. in for a year. You kind of test them out, see and, if they suck or not. And yeah. Oft, yeah, oftentimes, like, having a shorter contract is actually to your benefit mm-hmm. because you're vetting them yeah. as much you, as they're totally. vetting you. You're equally, equally testing them out. Right. Now, is it mostly photo work still? Or are you expanding it all to other shit? Yeah. So right now I'm just pretty much running like a media team where mm. I hire out my friends, mm-hmm. which is like the best thing that you mm-hmm. can do. Because so, so yeah, and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people here do that, but it's to the point where I'm getting consulted by other people. Mm through other connections and stuff and they always ask me if you do video I don't post it so like I don't expect people to know that I do video but most of the time if I plan on doing video I hire somebody out to do it mm. but it's a part of my team like mm. a part of my agency totally, totally. you know what I mean which is such a blessing we get to hire our friends like how insane is that right so um, right now I'm just doing I have two retainer clients it's just photo stuff um, and then I just picked up a video like a whole production retainer with a company so that's sick, dude. Three right now. Let's go. At one point, I had five, and I'm not saying this to brag, but I'm saying this to creators: don't overload yourself because yeah, I had to create in like, dude, I make more money with the three than I did the five. Mm-hmm. So also 80, keep the eighty twenty rule. Right. Yeah, keep that in mind. You know, for people who are looking to do retainer stuff, but like, I was getting so burnt out on creating for the. I had, a, I had like a coffee company that I was like shooting photos for, and I was like, dude, how the fuck? Like, how do you shoot a year's worth of content for a coffee company? when they're like it's basically up to you to create the brief and everything that you right. want to do but like the budget is just not high enough to where you can like hire people out so now you're just asking your friends to come create and then yeah. you're half-assing it because it's like right. there's no, you know what i mean like that's something you'll run into as a creative with with a retainer so i don't know just heads up there don't take on as too much mm-hmm. don't <laughs> yeah. bite off more than you can chew yeah it's great i want to ask you about getting to shoot little baby yeah. because you shot this um super bowl event yeah. that i actually shot as well yeah that was hilarious um and i saw you post how it was a dream of yours to shoot him 100 so was that a pretty surreal moment for you 100 can you talk like can you touch yeah. on it a little yeah, bit yeah 100 so uh i got hit up through a friend to come and shoot um the the maximum event that you and i were at and uh he was like chain smokers gonna he left out little baby didn't even say it. I didn't even say it, dude. And I'm like, of course, That's your you know, guy. I know. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, I'm not gonna turn it. Like, what? Yeah, of course, I'll be there. 
and um we start talking in a group chat and stuff and then i he like sends the flyer and it's just like a little baby like loud and clear on it i'm like dude how are you just gonna leave this out so i probably would have done this for free bro right. now you have to pay me that's so, so your loss <laughs> don't leave out little baby that's funny. but um yeah so why that's such a huge thing for me is because little baby was my first rapper that like or first person that got me introduced to rap um and this the stuff that he talks about helped me out a lot so i don't want to make it cliche but like he talks about money a lot and like right now i really love money mm. i'm like so just i love it so it's like bro this is <laughs> getting like bread, this is baby. getting g like gangster out of nowhere but like dude i just love how motivated he is by money because a lot of people try to put a backing behind why they're motivated but really it's the money right and they you lie know? about it 100 percent, yeah and i'm like i'm not a freaking little liar rat like i'm not gonna lie about that to you guys like i fucking just love money right now and he talks about it and it's just motivating for me but like but the fact that i'm like only a couple months into la and i'm getting to shoot my favorite artist and like be around people that i love to be around and like seeing you there too and like everything just made that moment such a powerful enhanced moment like shooting little baby is one thing but mm -hmm. like having everything else because like the whole team that we were with was like yeah. a part of the group that i, I yeah. became friends with you yeah. know over time so it's like just to have all of that into one room and it, i don't know dude that's just sick and like my homies i used to listen to little baby when you go skate and like little baby's always just been around so yeah. it's just like to to come full circle with an artist that i am working or i've shot for or whatever that's like that's huge i just love full circle moments like that's that's why it was so huge for me i love that yeah and that's like there's a few places that that can happen yeah. besides LA. LA is the one place where it's like, yeah, of course there's a Super Bowl party mm -hmm. thrown by Maxim and Lil Baby and Chainsmokers and Gunner are going to be there. And like right. when I was, the, I only shot one night, like 50 mm -hmm. Cent yeah. performed. I shot the second night as well. And, dude, 50 Cent is fucking lit. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%, like, dude. Has the He's a big massive posse, too. but yeah. like, man. Yeah, I don't know if there's anyone more lit than 50, and everybody loves 50. Like right, when yeah. he came out, everyone got out their seats. Or like, well, hell yeah, yeah, dude! But you were you were there. This was it all the first, was it all one night or was it two nights? It was two nights. It was two nights. Yeah, I was shot 50 Lil, Cent too. Yeah. yeah, Lil Baby was the first night, and yeah. then the night I was there was the second night. That's yeah, it was like funny. Tiesto as well. Yeah, like Tiesto, 50 Cent, and somebody yeah. else. That's like nuts. Sure. But what? then 50 Cent was like in the Super Bowl the next day, like a surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like that was insane. He's upside down. He's kind of chubby now. Yeah, so sick. He looks like a ton brick dude that's yeah so super sick moment so yeah just going off of that it's full circle. Amazing. let's go what what um what's some advice that you would tell to your 18 year old self mm. who's getting ready to move out to la with all the information that you know now what would you tell that person man retainers that's <laughs> one of the biggest things i would say is like like for the survival aspect of it all like my 18 year olds i would tell them to lock in retainers and you know treat them well treat the people that are willing to pay for your living well. Cause like, that's something that I still try to work with. Cause work relationships can be weird. It's like, if you don't deliver right, or if they all of a sudden change up their brief and now the direction of everything that they want to do is changing. Cause that's happened to me multiple times, which is whatever, but get retainers and treat them well mm. and find community yeah. immediately. Don't wait a month. Just go and do it. You know what I mean? Community is the biggest pain. Like reach out. Like mm -hmm. I would, like I would have done more outreach, you know, the 18 year old self mm -hmm. and I don't know. When I was 18, like I still had a pretty decent portfolio and stuff. So I feel like it still would have worked out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I firmly believe in timing and it wouldn't be the same. Would it be terrible? I don't know. Like if I moved to here when I was 18, right? Mm -hmm. but yeah. Like I don't, would it be terrible? I have freaking no clue, okay. but I'm glad it worked out the way it did. I mean, shit, I'm only 24. Like, I guess still. Yeah, you go. got time. Yeah. Oh, one second. Lena's going to return. The little dog's going to come through. She's got to bring him back to the guy. So you guys <laughs> okay. know. I just don't oh. want to pause like in the middle of the story. Little dog the there he is. Hey, bring, bring Monty up on the pod. 
<laughs> Cutest oh, dog ever. Right on, looking at his head to fly. Just landed What's right up, on your Cookies head. and cream. Right on your <laughs> Cookies head. and cream. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you good. Can I just show you guys what I have in my folder real quick? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's totally okay. I love yeah. the direction we're going. But this is like, I guess it's just like to leave a message too for people who who are working a, like a bullshit ass job. Like, mm. Essentially, I, I guess I did work that job, but like I didn't do it my best. I, I When I did my forklifting stuff, which was 2020, the year before I moved out here, I got really good at it, saw how easy it was, and quickly realized like, okay, I'm going to start slacking and focusing on other things that I want to be doing. Mm. And like, if you're working a shitty job, like make time for yourself. Because mm. these people will try to get everything out of you. Stay overtime. Oh, mm. two hours, you know, you double your money. Whatever. No, no, fuck all that. Like literally, it doesn't matter. Like start doing shit like this. So like... This whole folder is, these are all um, labels from forklifting. So instead of oh, instead crazy. of me doing my bullshit forklift job, um, which which you should do, you know, there's obviously reasons why. I'm not trying to talk mad shit about people who forklift. I'm sorry, my dad's still there. But um, for somebody who has ambition and wants to do things, take labels like this, take anything that you can, if you're a construction or whatever it is, and write the ideas that you have down because- That's sick. All of these, dude, there's like, there's, I mean, dude, there's mm -hmm. like so many, and there's like papers here too. And like this whole folder is everything that I'm doing now mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I manifested and mm -hmm. talked about doing a year ago. That's Writing amazing. it down, man. That's Making important. YouTube videos, I put it out. Get big on TikTok. I did, well, not get big, whatever. Make TikToks that mm, were talking right. about what I was doing, art. I started doing that. And like, there's like photo shoots on here that I've actually done. Show the other side of the. Yeah. Or like this? No, like show the camera there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So that's where you're written. Yeah. 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 So there's just like on all these hundreds and hundreds wow. of just ideas. Like, and dude, it's like, it's, they're not even like, not all of them are super in depth, but most of them are like, this one says you do not need validation to create real art. So mm. like, what was I even thinking in that moment? Mm. But now that I think about this, this has more reasoning now than it probably ever did right. before. Mm. It's, it's sick insane. that you held on yeah, to it too. I, that's really cool. I will, I will frame these in every oh, yeah. house that I ever awesome. own because like, dude, I know there's kids out here who've seen this fucking stupid <laughs> right. label. Partial palette. Damage and stuff. is true. Like, yeah, don't, oh, man, just make a plan and follow through with it and write the ideas that you want to do because you'll be surprised in amount amount of time. You'll be coming back to these and being like, damn, I did that without man, even looking at them. That's Let's sick, go. man. Thanks for bringing that. Yeah, that's really dude, cool. Dude, that's I awesome. just, it, this is my biggest proof. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. that. Like, of everything, like, all the people, all the career stuff, like, that's all great. But at the end of the day, it re really matters is like, executing the things that you want to do mm -hmm. i just i just can't stress it enough God, so fucking dope. where can the people find you on social media um my instagram is just skylar wagner um i have youtube i have tiktok skylar wagner photo on tiktok um and mostly i just post it on instagram that's like where most of my stuff's let's at let's go we'll, stories motivational stuff all that we will definitely link it below ladies mm -hmm. and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode of the 505 podcast let's make go. sure to go check out skylar on instagram we'll see you guys all next week Peace. thank you bye